Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 74 of the Seas Us Show. Glad to be back. Um, it's been a pretty good week. Haven't recorded since the 24th of February. It's been a while. Um, so I'm excited to get to today's um, episode for real, for real. But just to rehash you guys on the previous episode, which was episode 73, uh, Trey and I discussed numerous topics, including Kyrie's injury, Boogie being released from the Lakers uh, to make some way for um, was it Mar- not Marcus Morris, Markeith Morris, yep. uh, Reggie Jackson signed to the Clippers, and much, much, much more. So without further ado, make, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, my co-host, Trey Day XXIV. It was really good, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. We lost an hour to, of sleep, but we sprang forward. It's about to be a really, really warm summer, y'all. I'm excited, and I'm more excited about this basketball and all the stuff that's happening in the NBA. So let's get to it, man. Let's get straight to it, and I'm pretty blown going to talk about a little later on, maybe in the next couple topics, but I lost a lot of money today from the Lakers and Clippers, so if my energy ain't up there, I'm sorry, but they do say fake it till you make it, right? Sad boy, sad boy. <laughs> so the first thing I want to talk about is Kenny Atkinson. So the Nets um, coach uh, literally just got um, fired yesterday, which is crazy. Um, very unexpected, Kenny Atkinson. Um, so just to highlight you know his tenure here he started coaching in the nba uh for the new york knicks in 2008 2009 season he was an assistant coach for about i want to say seven years and then he finally got an opportunity to become a head coach for the brooklyn nets in 2016-17 season um he's made improvements every single year so first year they won 20 games the year after that won 28 games year after that which was last year they made their first playoff berth um, under his, you know, reign, and he was 42 and 40. Um, and right now, you know, this year they're 28 and 34 and currently sitting at the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. So it's kind of crazy because, you know, with the cars that were dealt to him, um, that was literally the rebuilding phase when they gave away all their draft picks um, to obtain, like, Paul Pierce, to obtain Kevin Garnett and Darren Williams and all that. And just for just seeing the growth from him um, and, you know, him developing those players, you know, you know, prayers are not prayers out. <laughs> players. <laughs> Paying homage to him as well. So pretty excited for that. But it's just kind of crazy because they still got about 20 games left in the season. And like I just said, they're the sixth seed right now. So it just makes you wonder, like, if you're going to fire the coach, why not fire him, you know, when you got when, – when, when the season's over with because you're still in the playoffs, yeah. you know. You're missing Kevin Durant. Kyrie's only played about 20 games in general, so he's been in and out of the lineup, so you really can't gain any consistency, any form of you know, unity with him and the players and the coach as well, too. So I don't think it was necessarily a, a fair shot for him. Like we said, and he's made improvements um, you know, each year, so that kind of sucks as well. And there's been reports when you know, – They've been saying that, you know, Kyrie may have been like the main catalyst for, you know, Kenny Atkinson getting fired. And I guess they said that he kind of lost, um, you know, the players. The, he lost the players in the locker room as it's well, ugly. too. So I don't really know what's going on. Um, it just kind of sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, 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 KD was one of the main reasons yeah. why he went there, too. He said he loved their free flow offense. Um, he loved management. He loved everything about them. So it just makes me wonder what kind of, you know, went on behind closed doors when they're seventh in the East. But um, what are your thoughts on 
uh, Kenny Atkinson getting fired. It just makes me wonder about what it que- makes me question like what really is coaching and what influence does coaching have other than the organizational piece. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get fired being in the playoffs, granted the East is not as tough as the West, but you're in the playoffs. Your superstars are down. You've made the playoffs without superstars in the past. Granted, he had D'Lo, but D'Lo was just emerging as a superstar. You've, you're, his offense is conducive to helping guards break out because we've seen guards play really well in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you don't have two players that are going to be key, intricate parts of your of your um, franchise, and you, you still get fired. Uh, it was interesting that I did see uh, – the new, I guess, interim coach. His first Jack move, Vaughn. yeah, is his first move is moving DeAndre Jordan to the starting lineup. He should have been in the starting. Lineup. I don't know why Alex starting and, right. And, now. and I and I say that to say, if he did lose the locker room, this was one of the reasons, and that could go deeper than that. It's like, yo, we got like a veteran player that can can hoop. Mm-hmm. And he's on the bench. Like, what's going on? Meanwhile, the guy is winning games. There, yeah. you know. So so it's it's a push and pull and. We all know from a management standpoint, you could be working for somebody or in, in an organization with somebody that you really don't agree with their decision-making process. You feel like stuff could be better. But at the same time, if it is a successful process in that matter, like there, 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 there is a, a, a area where you have to give, let them utilize their power mm-hmm. while you're happy with the results of such. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, we're winning games. Well, yeah. let me play my role. And we know it's the NBA. Sometimes, like like a Lou Will, players come off the bench and still get more money, uh, more money, uh, more minutes than the starters. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it kind of perplexes me. Um, maybe he did lose the locker room, and we know that. If you look at the Cavs, you know, and so on and so forth. Once you lose the locker room, you might as well get get the heck out from an NBA perspective. So um, best of luck to him in the future. He seems like a Really good coach as far as winning basketball games. Um, who knows about the locker room side? But we'll see where the next want to go from here. Yeah, definitely see where they're going to go from here. Um, you know, people are quick to jump to, you know, what's next. So everyone's wondering, well, what, what's going to happen to Kenny Atkinson? Or what what, what direction are the Brooklyn Nets going to take? Um, I think right now I'm not, I'm tired of saying the same guy over, so I'm not even going to say what I'm going to say right now. No Mark Jackson. Yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong with him. But <laughs> I think who would command respect from not, um, the superstars and the young players, I think, would be Scott Fitzdale. Mm. Is it Scott Fitzdale? No, I'm thinking, am I fucking his name up? I don't even know. If I'm, is it Scott? No, nah, I, I feel so bad right now. <laughs> Fitzdale, Coach Fitzdale, you know what I'm talking about. Take that for data. <laughs> <laughs> David Fitzdale, I'm so sorry. David Fitzdale. I would hire David Sheesh. Fitzdale. Um, moving forward, you know what I'm saying? He's got to if he he's proven if, you know, if he has the right amount of pieces with him, he can he can do some work, you know. Credit to what he did with Memphis. Um obviously with the Knicks, it didn't really I like work him. out. The Knicks are kind of in shambles, but I think that's your best option if you want respect from superstars. And I think he's a player's coach as well, too. So I think that would be a good fit. As far as Kenny Atkinson goes, you know, literally any, you know, up and coming team, I think, you know, the Chicago Bulls who need to who are in the rebuilding stage, I think would be a good fit for them. Um, you know, Phoenix Suns could be something that's good for him or I don't really like Brett Brown like that. I don't necessarily think Brett Brown. I think Brett Brown's a good coach, but I don't think he's the best coach for Philly. I think, you know, Kenny Atkinson can probably fill that void right now, too. But 
Uh, like we said, it's too early to tell. We'll see what's happening. And it's, it's a little inter- interesting as well, too. Um, there's been rumors as well, too, that Kyrie would prefer to get uh, Ty Lue, um yeah. as their coach. Do you, you like that? I mean, if it keeps Kyrie happy, but the thing is, it'll all come crumbling down if it doesn't work out. Yeah. And, you know, if, 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 they, if, they, if they underachieve, then it comes right back to Kyrie and – if there is a rift between Kyrie and KD for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. you know it, it, it comes crumbling down, but I more power to him if he believes in Talu, and I think Talu is still a great coach, but I don't know, I don't know, it, it, it could backfire bad. So who knows? Yeah, definitely, who knows um, as well too. But you know, moving on from that, you know, situation, uh, Steph Curry. Finally returned to the Warriors lineup uh, after missing over four months of action uh, from suffering a left hand fracture. Yeah, uh, I think he he missed fifty eight games um, and he came back Thursday night. Um, it was a doubleheader on TNT, and uh, he, you know it was he had his little uh, little try to get his revenge against the team that took him away from getting his fourth championship Boarded. in the Toronto Raptors. Raptors ended up winning 121 to 113. Uh, Steph Curry played about 27 minutes of action, had 23 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Uh, obviously, you can tell he's a bit rusty. He's 38% from the field and 25% from three. Mm-hmm. I was more so impressed with his playmaking. Um, it's crazy because we're prisoners at the moment, so it's always what have you done for me lately. So, yeah. you know, it's, cra- it's crazy to think that going into the year, if you would have told me with the amount of games that the Warriors have on, I would literally tune into none of them. Right when he went down, knowing that Klay Thompson's out, Draymond's been out of the lineup, they lost KD, then they lost, you know, their bench mob. Yeah. When those games are on TV, I was like, nah, but he does make it exciting again. And I think it's good that he's playing. I remember at first I said, you know, you guys should, you know, just let him rest for the rest of the year and let the young talent develop and then try to get that, you know, number one pick as well. But I heard that they have a 16% chance of getting a number one pick, mm-hmm. um, no matter how they finish off the season. And, you know, with these with these young players right now, I think it's a good time to build that chemistry with them because, you know, they've pretty much had a full season um, under Steve Kerr in that system as well, too. And yeah. then you got a new acquisition with Andrew Wiggins. So that's going to be good moving forward as well, too. So, um I like it. You know, it helps with the ratings because even though they're not in the playoffs, they're still exciting to watch. Still going to be highly competitive. They give he gives that extra umph to the team, and uh, you know, if you ain't paid like forty, fifty mil a year, you better play if you're healthy. Yeah. And I, I think I think I think stuff wants to play too. Like you, you know, can tell he wants to play. You can tell he he looks good. Um, enthusiastic about it no matter what. I mean, real hoopers want to see what they can do with whatever talent they have and want to compete and win games regardless. Definitely somebody that can score almost at will, like, you know, like like my man's old Wardell. Um, so, <laughs> so, nah, he uh, he looked good. She would look good. Playmaking, even with, you know, the pieces that he has. Uh, kind of shined. It made the Warriors exciting to watch and, you know, not – Draymond is out there playing point guard and stanking it up. And you we kinda, love you, Draymond. You kind of forget, <laughs> like, with him being back, moving forward, at least for the next season, how hard it's going to be to guard the Warriors in general. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It, it, like, he's a – look, Andrew Wiggins is such a slasher, dude. Like, he can, yeah, he can get into the paint. I just – I hope he develops really well this offseason. Um, 
who knows what the organization wants to really use him for. I mean, yeah. there's whispers of a lot of stuff that the Warriors are trying to get done. And uh, I still think Giannis is still within reach. In the next, yeah, two to three years. Next year. I mean, your free agent this year. Yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, they're they're gonna be pulling for him. Just the pedigree, Steve Kerr being able to do what he can do, Clay coming back, Curry yeah. coming back. It's gonna be kind of crazy, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? So that's gonna be exciting to watch. Uh, shout out to Steph for coming back and um being healthy for sure. And another thing too, I think this was a blessing in disguise for him because you know, just like LeBron, these past couple of years, he's been to the finals every year, playing over yeah. damn near hundred games. So I think it was good for him. From a physical and mental standpoint as well. Yeah. And then, you know, next year they're going to be right back in the mix. Probably a top three seed, I would say. Top three, top four seed, depending on how everything shapes up. I'll um, give them four. Four? Four or five. Yeah, I still got Lakers, Clippers, probably Rockets, Denver. I mean, I don't know. It could. I'll give them four or five. It could be like how the East is right now from like seeds two through, I think, four or five, where everyone's yeah. about a game, two games behind each other. Next year I'll go... Next year, just as a prediction, I'll give Clippers. It'll be in first place. I'll I don't give. know. I, I feel like they may be, but maybe not. You're you're upset about tonight. Not not even that. <laughs> just like with the whole low management situation. Yeah, yeah, Kawhi yeah. not playing back to back. I don't know how PG's gonna react moving forward. Okay. I don't know how many years are left on Lou Williams' contract, okay. uh, Beverly's contract, especially Montrez Harrell. So I got to see how. To, Everything pans out, but you know, with them being in that system with each other under a year, I yeah. would I would assume that they would be better. I'll give them first, Lakers second. I'll give um, though Denver in third. I'll throw uh, Denver like the new Spurs. Yeah, throw Rockets <laughs> in there, and I'll give the Warriors about that fifth place. So yeah, kind of running out, and we we like changes. You have to change in the West to to be better, or have LeBron James on your team, you know. So or have two top five players, yeah, LeBron and AD, <laughs> which so. is which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, you know, shout out to the Warriors, man. Uh, Dion Waiters, <laughs> Dion Waiters, um, you know, just signed a contract with the Lakers. High on life. High on life. <laughs> <laughs> Stay off the weed. The weed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been a pretty interesting year for Waiters. If, you know, just going back to previous episodes when, you know, he got in trouble with the whole edibles and then him having misconducts and not just meeting the requirements under Pat Riley. If you would have told me and Trey that he would end up on the best team in the West, possibly the NBA, I would have been like, no. I thought he was done, at least for this year. You know, just based on what he did with his image, I was like, nah, he's not good. But um, it came down to him and J.R. Smith, and a lot of people were were saying team switch, team switch, but I knew it wasn't going to be J.R. Smith because it's kind of, you know, redundant if you have Danny Green and KCP, who both are essentially 3D players and are both – Shooting pretty well from three, both forty percent from three. Yeah. So I was like, "There's no point of having, you know, J.R. Smith there when you have those, uh, you know, wing defenders, and you also have Avery Bradley as well too." So it made sense because they lack the playmaker um, and a guy that can get his own bucket as well too. So Dion was the man in in, in Miami for a few, for a second. Yeah. So yeah. that's it, it. Could get kind of scary if he comes in and does what he needs to do. You yeah, know. Yeah. He didn't play today either, did he? No, he didn't play today. He won't play till later in the week. Okay, that that'll be interesting to see because Dion was the man out of Miami before you know the weed and the theatrics, but whew, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, for sure. And then um, he had his uh post practice report, 
and uh, basically basically some quotes from him. Uh, he said, at the end of the day, I've, I'm grown. Um, so you learn from your mistakes. We don't got to keep drilling on the past. Facts. Like he's agitated with it. I feel that, too. If yeah. it wasn't in the past, let it stay in the past. We don't got to keep drilling on the past, things like that. You live and you learn, and I did that. So they understood that, and that was a short conversation. Um, you know me, I play basketball. I just try to take care of that part, make sure I'm ready coming into the workouts, make sure I'm ready, sharp, things like that. Basketball, for me, that's the easy part. I've been doing this my whole life. I wasn't really worried about the workout. I just want to get a chance to talk to Coach um, Rob Palenka, uh, Rob, my agent for five years, so it's been good. Everything went well. It went smooth, so I'm here today, and I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm just trying to get my feet wet, get back into the rhythm and things like that and just figure out the plays and just get to know the guy. So if it's any team or any player um, in which he would succeed, it would be under LeBron James and the Lakers wing as well, too. We saw the resurgence with – um, Dwight Howard. So, you know, you just gotta come in, you gotta come in there with humility and just be ready to go. Facts. So if this doesn't work out, I don't, he That's doesn't, I mean, he obviously we want him to contribute, but if this doesn't work out, then he's done. So he knows what time it is. But uh, how do you like it? Do you see him, you know, playing a lot? Like at least 10 to 20 minutes or something like that? Because they got Rondo, Caruso. Uh, Avery Bradley, Danny Green. So I'm wondering, like, whose minutes he's going to take up. The only person I can think of is either Caruso or you chop down Rondo's minutes a little bit. But playoff Rondo is playoff Rondo. So I'm I'm interested. What do you think? I think he could get in there with Kuz minutes if he doesn't produce too 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 highly. And we know there's spots in the season and games where like, yo, like, can we get a little bit more from Kuz? Mm-hmm. I think I think he could be that guy. You know, just from a catalyst standpoint. Uh, you know, I, I, that's where I think. I mean, from the defensive end, it's gonna be a little bit tougher because Kuz a little bit longer mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit taller. You know, yeah. but I think Dion has that kind of like that star, that scoring factor in a way. You know, uh, so that's where I could see him getting in. That uh, I think the Lakers lineup is pretty fluid too, and it could coming down to stretch. I mean, I know LeBron is full force, but it could help LeBron out. You know, with a little bit more rest because we know he can he can turn it on when he needs to turn it on. So if we got a hot Dion Waiters coming in, gelling with the team, boom, it makes it that much easier. Uh, then the teams have just one more thing to plan for. Definitely off the bench too. When you like you know teams like the rest LeBron towards you know the end of the half here and there, or the rest them towards the end of the first. Uh, start a second and then reassert him at the end of the ha- uh, before at halftime, give him yeah. some break and then you know kind of the. the the rotation that they use LeBron and ADN here, here and there. Yeah. So it, if Dion is effective, it'll be, it'll be pretty cool. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, definitely see how it goes. And it's just been a overall pretty damn good weekend for LeBron James. <laughs> um, I do not dislike LeBron James. He's literally one of my favorite players. But when it comes to Kawhi Leonard, then, you know, we just don't see eye to eye. But um, if, hey, they, hey, if hey, they never hey. play each other, I always want him to win. I always want him to oh succeed gosh. as well, too. But Why do you LeBron, love Kawhi so much? Spurs roots, man. And then okay. just, just his, his work ethic, you know, literally started from nowhere. No one thought he would be this great. I always knew he had glimpses of it. Yeah. And I've been speaking it into existence for years. But... I just like I like it, you know. Very humble, uh, very poised. I, I like that 
he's cool, calm, and collected. Nothing really phases him as well, too. And he's a living example of, you know, I don't talk for talk. I just go out there and be about that action. So okay. just always respecting him, man. Going to, you know, keep rocking with him moving forward. But aside from that, LeBron had a great – LeBron and the Lakers LeBron had James. a great weekend. Um, on Friday, they played against the Bucks. They won 113-103. to I was so upset because – you know, just working a nine to five. You know, sometimes you don't really get that much sleep, so I literally was running at running and running on like five five and a half hours of sleep every yeah. day. Normally on Fridays, if I'm not out of town, I try to take a nap, but didn't take a nap. Part partook or partake? Is it partook? Part take part, partook partook in um, numerous different occasions throughout the day. <laughs> and uh, by the time Ooh. I got back around ten thirty, ten forty ish, right when the Lakers took the lead, forty three, forty one, that's when I fell asleep. Oh dang! And I was like, damn, that like, boy nasty though. I wonder who won, but I kind of figured out who won because. I had a Venmo uh, payment sent to me, so I was like, yeah, the Lakers definitely won that as well, too. But it's crazy because this whole year we've been talking about... I just remember a couple episodes, actually, when we were talking about Giannis, talking about crown me, crown me, and LeBron's like, it's the beginning of the season, bro. We not even... We we good, but we, we not even in playoff mode yet. And I think he literally just pressed a couple buttons and he just activated LeBron James, zero dark thirty playoff <laughs> version. Uh, you he can, went stupid, bro. You can go back and forth with James Harden on all that stuff because James Harden's not six eight, yeah, two fifty dog. <laughs> LeBron's gonna take what he wants. Yeah. I mean, James Harden can score a will, but this dude looks unreal. Yeah, 30, he looks unreal. Oh my fault. Thirty seven points, um, eight rebounds, eight assists, shot eighty percent from free throw, which is great from him. But he just looked like a man amongst boys, bro. Like, you would think with the personnel that the Bucks have, they can, you know, try to slow him down. But Giannis, Iso, every time eating him in the paint. You got the Lopez twin brothers, twin towers there. Couldn't do anything when he went to the rack. The primary defender on him was Wesley Matthews. Couldn't do nothing about that. Try to put Middleton on a few times. You couldn't do anything about it. And Giannis guard him. Right? And if... If AD and LeBron are clicking Joe together, then it's, it's damn near tough to beat. And I think they had a stat uh, this season. When LeBron scores at least 30 points, they're undefeated this year. So oh gosh, if you get that. He can get 30 points whenever he feels like it too. He can. He can. He definitely can. But he <sighs> proved, you know, the way to beat the Bucks. Um, you know, start off 3-2 zone with them. And you just got to be aggressive from the jump. I think the Lakers attempted over 30 free throws as well, too. So if you're aggressive with them, and if you're the aggressor, I think you're good. Yeah. Um, and then they have the personnel to, in a way, contain Giannis or at least make him work with LeBron being 6'8", Kuzma being 6'8". And they got, what, three centers with AD, yeah. Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee as well, too. So um, things worked out for him. But I guess what I want to steer this you know, conversation towards is, is it – from this win, because from this win in this weekend's when we're going to talk about the Clippers game after this, do you think he's, you know, does he? Th- do you think he has a shot at winning MVP? Because everyone kept saying, you know, up until Friday, it's a foregone conclusion that you know Giannis has this. You know, he's had a record year. They're in pace to, on pace to win seventy games as well too. But dog, who else gets? MV- I mean, Giannis, uh, but. Dog, look at looking at this. Who else gets MVP? Who else? Yeah. If the league wants to be legit, mm-hmm. who else gets MVP? Uh-huh. Like it would drive. That's insanity. Yeah. Who else would get it? 
LeBron James. Like, he's doing unreal stuff. Yeah. This is unreal. 35, putting up these numbers. Yeah. Nobody else is nobody else was getting out there with freaking Walker at 35. Like, literally, like, dog. It's, it's, it's silly. It's silly. And he doesn't like he's slowing down at all. Yeah. Like, he... <laughs> I think him... I think, like, aside from him, like, Russ may be one of those dudes, too, who can play until he, like, 36 at this level. Like, I think it's 36 is this year for LeBron. Yeah, December, right? Yeah. I'm actually sick of. <laughs> and, and and it was funny because people like, yo, I'm going to play until I'm 40. Dude might play effectively till he's like 38, 40. Yeah, yeah. And these last couple of years, see, we've been criticizing LeBron as a whole for like his, you know, defensive efforts. But AD was right when he said, yo, I'm going to hold LeBron accountable. And <laughs> he's been playing some damn good defense this year as well, too. Um, moving forward... Clippers uh, ended up losing to the Lakers, so LeBron yet again played great. Him and AD, they just literally like 20 minutes ago beat the Lakers. I mean, beat the Clippers 112 to 103. Uh, LeBron actually finished with 28 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. AD was damn near unguardable, 30 points, eight rebounds as well too. And then the unsung hero who literally won the game for them had to be Avery Bradley. So. Um, you know, I had I had a couple bets. I'm not gonna tell you guys how much money I lost, but had a couple bets. I was just very, very confident in the Clippers winning given their uh hot win streak, which we'll talk about a little later <laughs> on. But it was a good game from start to finish, you know what I'm saying? One of the big what ifs was going into the games is who was gonna be that, you know, player aside from A D, aside from LeBron James on, you know, who's essentially gonna step up. Yeah. And like I say, Avery Bradley I'm crazy. Not gonna, I don't expect this from him again. <laughs> he made six threes today, bro. So it's going to be a tougher route in the playoffs. It's going to be a tougher route. But and they play it, one more time again, though. I, but it's April a good, 9th. yeah, one more time in April. But I, I don't know if they're all both going to play. I feel like if the Lakers are probably going to have the ones he locked up. So the rest they're going to rest them. And then depending on where the Clippers end, if they have like one or two games um, ahead of the third through. You know, six seed, then yeah, I think they'll rest too. as well too. So I think this is the last time we're going to see these teams at full, full strength going um, back at it. But my biggest thing was, yeah, who's going to be the one to step up for the Lakers aside from LeBron James, AD, and you had an unsung hero which was Avery Bradley. So it's kind of cool that you kind of don't know necessarily. You know, someone's going to step up, but you don't necessarily know who's going to step up. Yeah. So I kind of like the element of surprise for them as well too. But like Just I said, waiters. going into the game, I was like. My boy Mike was talking to me about like you know Kuzma had a great Christmas game. I was like I don't Kuzma's not gonna be that hot again like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they played great. You know I thought you know I thought the Clippers had at first because PG was the biggest what if for me as well too with the Clippers because I was saying like yo PG can give you you know effort on the defensive end can still play make for you and not be as effective offensively. And at least, you know, throughout this season when they're fully healthy, they've been winning. But PG actually had a great game. Um, they kind of did a good job with Kawhi, but Kawhi missed a lot of, you know, shots he normally makes. And uh, Marcus Morris played terrible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nine from the field, dude. Like, And that was what I was telling you about when they got him uh, the other week. I was telling you, I was like, Although Marcus Smart is good, I mean yeah. Marcus Morris, I'm so sorry. Although Marcus Morris is a good player, he kind of has this thing in his head where sometimes he believes that he's the best player. Yeah. So he'll force shots or just try to be the guy. I'm like, yo, just play within the flow of the offense. Don't force anything, and every, and then you're gonna, you know, 
think you're, gonna, you're gonna be successful. I think it's Marcus Morris is about that action, so ain't nobody telling him to stop taking shots. He is about that action. <laughs> he's about that action for that life. But he's, def- he's definitely about that action as well, too. But I expect Lou Williams to be better moving forward. He's three of eleven. Montres Harrell, although he had twenty points, he missed a lot of free throws as Good. well, too. So um I, I know I, I didn't expect you know the Clippers to sweep them you yeah. know and and it's good knowing that they got that monkey off the back in the Lakers you know finally getting a dub as well too so moving forward I would love to see a seven game series out of this as well too and I was telling Trey before we started recording if it's the Western Conference Finals that's seven home games for the Lakers yeah it is. if you just watch the game today. It looks like there it was did. a lot of booze whenever the Clippers touched the rack, and then whenever the Lakers had the ball, like it literally felt like a home game. So there's yeah. no advantage for the Clippers there, right, right there. So um, we'll see what happens moving forward. But you know, from what you've watched, I'm assuming you watched a little bit of the game. Mm-hmm. Any, any thoughts on this? Uh, just how great that AD and LeBron have to be to take down this team. I mean, they had yeah, they do have to both be playing at a high level. You're yeah, right because they had. This team had players that weren't at their best that are clearly going to show up. Like, Lou Williams, is, it's tough to imagine he's going to go 3 of 11 again. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi bricked a lot of shots. Um, Marquise Morris is not going to take that many. Just, <laughs> it's on me. It's on uh, me. He, uh, t- uh, shots in the game. Uh, and Kawhi and Paul George are going to function as well. Oil machine again. And, again, it's a seven-series game. The defensive looks are going to be different. The uh, the adjustments are going to happen. The players that they did lock and low with, they're going to be throwing out here and there. So somebody's always going to step it up each game. And LeBron and AD are going to have to come with their A games, probably play the best basketball of their careers to beat this team and in a seven-game series. They're very capable of doing it. And they're, be- they're very capable. We're going to see legendary basketball when this becomes a seven-game series. Granted, the Pelicans don't win at all. But I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. But you just, you just saw a bit like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Oh, it just, it's, oh. No, but um, back to it. Uh, oh, my God. Yo, Zion's coming for y'all niggas. But um, <laughs> y'all sleeping on Zion. You're sleeping on him. But um, sicko. I'm big sicko. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be legendary basketball, man. And these teams, to these team meet in the Western Conference Finals. Somebody's gonna have to step up and play out of their freaking mind. LeBron out of his mind again. AD out of his mind consistently to to get to the finals for the first time. And uh, Kawhi and Paul George just. You know, just to silence the L.A. Lakers home crowd that it will be regardless of. But so, um, no, nah, I'm really looking forward to this coming down the stretch. And, hey. and think about the Clippers is one thing I always said, like, they are, like, they're a great small ball team. Yeah. Um, but I said their Achilles heel, if anything, would be uh, their size. So yeah. the, the What did Pat Bev do today? Pat Bev uh, <laughs> got, a, got a tech. Um <laughs> Got ripped twice from uh, Avery Bradley. <laughs> um, but aside from that, Pat Bev uh, was one of three from the field, negative 16 plus or minus. Didn't really do anything at all. So that was that kind of sucked. And there's um, a lot of players on our team, bro. You got Reggie Jackson, Morris. You have a lot of players that like you could look at and be like, yo, what did you do today? Mm-hmm. Like just do something, but I would have probably pr- try to play. Uh, what's his name? Patrick Patterson. He played pretty well on Christmas for 
the for the Clippers if Marcus Morris ain't going. I mean, I know from a defensive standpoint why you have to have him in the game, and just yeah. because he's an offensive threat and he can create for himself. But if you're not going, I'm going looking at the bench like, all right, you come in and you take your ass out. You know what I'm saying? Well, I said last time, it's a lot of things to mix and mix and match for the Clippers, yeah. and you you only have so much time to figure that sh- out. You and know, they're still trying to figure it out too because yeah. this is only their I think this is their tenth game being fully healthy. Yeah. And the Clippers have been in a row that in which I'm gonna branch into next. Clippers have been in a row. Like they're on aside from this loss, they're on a six game win streak um as well too. And I said that stat to you when they are um fully healthy before this game, they were undefeated as well too. Yeah. So just imagine with these, you know, 20 games left if they bar any injuries you know how much better they're even going to get as well too so I, I like this I like that they were fully healthy and they lost you know they got yeah. some game footage to look at and see where they can improve as well too um, which makes me excited because I felt like the Lakers definitely imposed their will in the paint as well too I think they um, have more points in the paint 44 to like 38 I believe so it kind of helps that that Joachim Noah did get signed. I remember, <laughs> I think it was in the summertime we actually recorded an episode, and I think the Lakers were working out um, Dwight Howard and Joachim Noah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. We were just going off saying, yeah, Dwight, Clint Dwight. <laughs> like, um, it's kind of crazy because I, I knew, I didn't know he was going to get signed, but I knew, that the, I knew that the Clippers were definitely in need of another big. So Thanks. I was actually, you know, a little bored looking at his highlights from today when he was on Memphis. He wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Like I think he averaged like seven to seven, um, over fifty percent from the field, seventy seventy percent for the free throw, and he just matches the DNA for the Clippers. That grittiness, yeah. that real shit. You know what I'm saying? Not so, being able to shoot free throws. Not being able to shoot free throws. <laughs> Clearly, Montrezl Harrell was just breaking them joints, bro. I was so mad, son. But yeah, he, um, nah, you know, playing, seven foot, about two fifty, another body just to, you know. Get to AD as well too to sort of bother him. Yeah. Um, sets great screens. Former Defensive Player of the Year. So um, I don't think he's gonna necessarily get that many minutes. I more so see him getting minutes when Zubac is in foul trouble or Montrezl Harrell is in foul trouble as well too. But LeBron is such a Thanos. He's just like he's like, yo, we gonna you gonna beat this guy? It's like, yeah, we got everybody. We can beat him. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, Iron Man has to die. And sorry, spoiler alert. To, to, to beat Thanos, Iron Man has to die. Like, right. yo. Yeah. You're not beating young him or old him. Yeah. This is crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you good. You good. You good. Um, but yeah. So I really like um, the addition. Uh, he won't be playing until next week as well too. So we'll see how he. You know, fits into the fold moving forward as well too. Any any comments on the resurgence of Joe Kim Noah? Um, in addition to him going to LA for the Clippers, I mean, more so you just gotta wait and see, right? Yeah. Again, there's a lot of players on the Clippers. You almost know every player on the Clippers by name, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know, there's some players like on teams you're like, uh, who is that? It's like all these pickups, like their their bench is deep with name brand players. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying these are extra effective name brand superstars nothing yeah. like that but they're name brand players and they uh hopefully joe kim does well fits into the system um really excited to see both of the uh you know perennial powers in the west and their pickups see how they do so yeah for sure um and then another thing i want to talk about as well too you know the clippers you know the red hot clippers being um who they are obviously they they uh Put the beat down on the Rockets a couple of days ago on Thursday. 
You do you think they kind of revealed the blueprint on how to beat the Rockets? Beat the Rockets. You, you just essentially just need that that exact personnel as well too. Because I, I feel like if you have five out, obviously you know Russ is going to be the main emphasis for getting getting yeah. your points in the paint. But aside from that, you're literally relying on James Harden to do his work, and then everyone to literally just if you're not shooting a layup, you're jacking up threes as well too. I just don't know if they can get past the second round, you know, yeah. playing like that, bro. In the seven game series, I don't know, and it's yeah. like, and it's like with these other teams that we're mentioning with the Lakers and Clippers. When it's all said and done, you have, aside from just jacking up threes, you have other ways where you can affect the game. You know, what I'm saying when it's down the stretch, you got, you can give it to LeBron in the post, you can give it to AD in the post, you can give it to Kawhi, you can give it to PG to go get their own bucket as well too. My thing is like. When you run out of the, when the threes aren't falling, like what do you resort to? You well, that's what, what I was about to say. Playing five out, there's only so many adjustments you can make. Yeah, you know, like it's still a guard-heavy emphasis. There's not really any solid pick and roll kind of stuff. It's more just pick and pop. You're forcing everything to to that back line and that front line, whatever it is, or no backcourt. So back back line of the three point line. Um, there's a lot more adjustments you can make having a team that could hurts you inside and outside. And I don't think it was necessarily the Rockets. I mean, the Clippers exploding the Rockets, but, I mean, the Clippers are probably the best perimeter defensive team in the league uh, from a personnel standpoint. And, again, there's only so many adjustments the Rockets can make. So they're only going to last so long in the, in the playoffs. And there's going to be plenty of film come that second round to watch on the Rockets because in that first round, I don't care who they play, but they're going to get – that team's best, and they're going to get thrown every single scenario. And that team's going to be like, look, they didn't do well with this. They didn't do well with this. We're going to hammer at home, and we're going to outlast them. We're going to win the series and go on. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. they they set not set themselves up for failure, but they set themselves up to be very, very one-dimensional or, you know, one or two-dimensional when other teams are three, four, and five, mm-hmm. you know, things they could, they could – ways they could figure out. So. Yeah. <sighs> I don't. I don't know. I wasn't expecting the Rockets to get to the finals this year at all. But you know, it's just when they make the moves like that, getting rid of their big man, when it looked like they were a pretty well oiled machine with the big man. You know, yeah. I just it's interesting. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it plays out um, in the long run past these playoffs and what the Rockets decide to do going forward, mm-hmm. even in the off season. But there's again, there's only so many options. You have to either have to be super super great or you know have options to make adjustments and they don't have enough options and there are already really really great teams in the west so game gets slowed down to playoffs too so it's going to be very interesting jason tatum was named the eastern conference player of the month as well too um, yeah, he balled. and for uh you know the stretch of month this that the stretch of march the Boston Celtics were 9 and 3 jason tatum averaged 30 points shot 49% from the field 48% from three, 7.9 rebounds, 3.2 assists, 1.2 steals, 1.3 blocks as well, too. Um, my question for you is, is Jason Tatum now officially a superstar, or do you are you going to give him a little bit more time? I think, I think Jason Tatum is a superstar. You think so? Already? I think, I think he's a superstar as it pertains to... Yeah, I mean, the numbers he can put up, how versatile he is. I, th- I think Jason Tatum's a superstar. Um, is he a 
all star. Well, he was all star. Yeah, he was all star. So, but but in in that like, you know, is I I don't I don't know if you if you can put like D book as somebody like D book in that in that sphere, and granted, I know D book has the numbers to go for it. His team is just isn't the Celtics, but you you got to respect Jason Tatum. I don't know. I, I wouldn't not put him as a superstar. See the way this kid can do, and um. His pace this month was crazy. Like his pace, his play. He was hitting shots. He was aggressive. Everything you know between him and you know Jalen Brown is pretty consistent. He just Jason Tatum hasn't been consistent, and he hasn't put a, a month together like this. I don't think in his career per se. So I, I would All give him. Kemba was out too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would give him this. I don't. I don't see how you could say he's not a, a all star. I mean, when you put him up against the rest of them, is he like you know top of the pack? Who's to say? But he is holding his own, and he can go up against some of the best of them. Yeah, and just having that experience his first year again to the Eastern Conference Finals, going seven games against LeBron, yeah. um, and then, you know, just improving every single year. Uh, you're right. I mean, yeah. I guess you have to give him the superstar status right now. Uh, He's playing like a superstar. Uh, um, somebody you come said, to see. All while Kimball was gone as well, too. So yeah. now that Kimball's back in the fold, uh, do you see this red-hot – um, you know, streak continuing around, you know, that 28 to 30, 30 points a game, or you think, you know, obviously, you know, Kemba needs his He's a high-volume scorer. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely going to take up at least 15, 16 shot attempts a game. Thing is, bro, I'm a guard, and not even – I'm not Kemba – Kimba Walker in any sense of the way. So don't take what I'm saying out of context. In case but y'all didn't know, he's not Kimba Walker. I am not Kimba Walker. But – from a basketball standpoint and just from a feel of the game, bro, being a point guard, like if I have somebody on my team that's red hot, the you gonna keep eating them. best thing in the world as a point guard, as a true point guard is, yo, let's feed them, let's feed them, let's feed them. Thing is, it takes the pressure off of you. It takes the pressure off of other teammates just to get the ball distributed. And being a Kimball Walker is a more veteran player, probably has a higher basketball IQ just from a position standpoint. You see the floor a little bit well. You see the game. You know where you can get your spots from, your shots from. So when there is that area where it's like, all right, I can see they're like hounding him a little bit more, then you can go get an easy 10, 10 points. You know what I'm saying? Like go boom, boom, boom. From the setup, you're a coach on the floor. And when that's not effective, you make the adjustment, you insert yourself in that. And I think Kimba Walker can be primed to do that. Just keep feeding Jason, keep feeding uh, Jalen Brown. And then when it is your time to, you know, get into your rhythm to do your stuff, go at it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, like, it's going to be super free-flowing for Jason Tatum like it was here. But I think it should be Kimba's main priority to get him going because that's going to be a catalyst for your team. Kimba can score a will. I think Jason Tatum needs his touches, really needs his touches. So this could be great going down the stretch for them. It's just, yo, let's keep this guy hot no matter what. Definitely, and that brings me to my next question, staying on the Celtics with Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker. Um, with them all playing, you know, at their peak right now, at, which is the perfect time post-All-Star break, how far do you think the Celtics can go in the playoffs? Because you legit, with the emergence of Jason Tatum, we already know what Kemba's, you know, been about. He's a closer as well, too, and they have probably – in Kim- the East, the best starting five. Yeah. Um, how far do you think they can go? In, in my mind, I've had I've always had them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Keep it stacked. Mm-hmm. I mean, Toronto's playing pretty well, but I think they could outlast Toronto somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, given Ibaka, Spicy P, and I don't. Yeah, that would be a decent series. But 
I think they can get to the conference finals. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, they have Giannis on the other side. I'm not sure how that matches up. I'm not. Yeah. It's not in front of me right now. Who, I don't know who's going to defend him. Um, defend him. Yeah, so it would it would be the Bucks playing the Magic right now. The Raptors playing the Nets. Celtics would play three and six, right? It's three and six. Yeah. They one, play, one eight two seven three six four five. They play the Sixers right now. That's interesting. Yeah, it is it, interesting. It, That's my dark least, horse. Yeah, the Sixers are my dark horse. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers went to the finals this year. No cap at all. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but is it likely? No. Yeah. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised at all. You got two superstars, so you're never really out of a series like that. Who would be the best matchup against a Western Conference team right now in the East? Assuming who makes it out the West. I mean, you saw what LeBron did to the Bucks, and I'm I'm just saying off off the strength, hypothetically speaking. All right, I'm they, thinking of if if you if you put the West in kind of a category of play, yeah. who would be the best team in the East to give the the West a run for their money? I mean, off the strength, you have to say the Bucks just because of their record year that they're having. But okay. aside from that, I like the Celtics, but. In the playoffs, it's not only health, it's your depth as well, too. And I feel like the Celtics don't have that much depth. Um, okay. You're going down the totem pole. The Heat do look very, very good. But I still have to see what they look like in the playoffs. So that's still a that's still a red flag for me right there. I think LeBron would carve them up if it was the Lakers. Mm. I mean, LeBron, LeBron would literally carve up anybody. Yeah. But I think the best from a team standpoint, from 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 – Position or number one to number fifteen on your roster. Yeah. Raptors. I'm a, yeah. I was gonna say the Raptors the with Raptors, the coach and I, I, experience. I and think Nick Nurse is the one of the best coaches in the NBA right now. Top and three. Yeah. If not, they, if not two. Not two. Mm-hmm. Um, you and know, like they they're reigning champions. You know, what I'm saying you you're the champions until you lose. Otherwise, and. I feel like they got the monkey off their back and their yeah. mindset just changed. He just kind of changed that culture around the emergence of Fred Van Vliet, Norman yeah. Powell, OG Anobi, Pascal Siakam. Yeah. I think they can match up with them as well, too. And you got you got Marcus All, you got Serge Ibaka down there, and you got the versatile Pascal Siakam, who's going to be a matchup nightmare as well, too. Yeah. Um, I think that would be the best team to go up against the, the Lakers um, or the Clippers. But... Like I said, I got to see what Miami's talking about because they, they look very good, too. Yeah, it's going to be a fun uh, first round. Yeah, like I keep saying, this is the first year where I don't know who's going to come out of the East. Like, obviously, everyone's going to say the Bucks just because of, you know, they have the best player in the East and they have the best record in the East and the NBA in general. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know, you know. Say like, like we said, we got the first round. We got the Celtics versus the Seventy Sixers right now. Like, that's gonna go seven games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you got Raptors. Raptors gonna get the Nets out of the way. Might sweep they them. Will. They will. Bucks gonna sweep the Magic. And then from there, you got Heat Pacers. That might go seven games there too. That might go seven games. So it's just gonna be something where I just gotta literally watch each adjustment game by game for Ofo to give you my insight. But if I was a betting man right now, the best matchup for them, I would go with the Raptors. And they, I think they have multiple people that can help close with Siakam, uh, Norman Powell for Evan Fleet, and yeah. Kyle Lowry. I feel like with Giannis, he kind of you, – you really don't know who's going to be that other guy to help him along the way. It's supposed to be, in theory, Chris Middleton. But yeah. 
he's been known to kind of go sleep in a playoffs thing with Bledsoe, so I don't know moving <laughs> forward in the crunch time, like, who's going to help Giannis out when it matters the most. Yeah. But that's that. Um, another thing I want to talk about uh, is Damian Lillard. You know, he, I think a game or two before the All-Star Dame time. Break, he actually uh, suffered a groin injury, and he was out for quite some time. Um he came back actually uh, March the fourth. They played against the Wizards, and um, they won one twenty five one hundred four. Scored twenty two. Well, it was pretty efficient. Obviously, the Wizards aren't that great of a defensive team, but after that, I was just blown because he lost to Phoenix. Um, then he lost to Sacramento as well too. They lost by ten against Phoenix and lost by like twelve against Sacramento as well. So it was like, damn. Yeah. Because when you're looking at you know. The West, the eighth seed is literally up for grabs right now. And the Grizzlies are up by four games. Yeah, they're up by four games right now. And after that, where is it going? Uh Kings. Our ninth came out of nowhere. Once they put once they had Buddy Hill come off the bench and start Bogdanovich, they've yeah. just been winning. So yeah. shout out to uh what's his name? Luke Walton yeah, for making those adjustments. <laughs> Luke Walton, wow. <laughs> Lakers tree. Um Kings, Blazers at twenty eight, right behind them, mm-hmm. literally. Uh, Pelicans at 11, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And then Spurs. Literally, so. it's a gauntlet match for the AFC right now. So every game matters down this stretch. And I was just so confident, you know. Blazers? Before the, yeah, before the, uh, before Damian Lillard's groin injury, because he was literally doing anything and everything to, you know, get them afloat. But Going dummy. That, those, if you don't beat these below 500 teams, yeah, it hurts. Then you're not gonna, you're not gonna get far. And even even with the Pelicans the other day as well, like they lost to Dallas when they could have won that. Then they lost to the Timberwolves without a car. Anthony Towns, like you gotta win those games. Facts. Um, and it's crazy because you know there's this one website called Tankathon. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's very catchy. But they they have the remaining schedule, uh, strength of schedule, SOS. And Memphis has the second hardest schedule, you know, for the remainder of the season with 18 games left. Pelicans have the easiest schedule with 18 games left. So in theory, you would think that the Pelicans can find a way to get at 500 or a game above 500, but I don't know. And then Portland uh, got the 21st, 21st hardest schedule. So I think Portland's out. Um, and New Orleans, you know, if Zion Williamson didn't miss – you know, those beginning they'd games, be in the AFC. they'd definitely be the AFC. So if I had to choose right now, I'm a, if I had to choose, I'm going with Memphis. They've yeah. been the most consistent. Yeah. I, do year. I want to see the Kings in the playoffs? No. 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 No, not at all. I would love to see uh, Ja. No. You know what I'm saying? Ja or Zion. It has to be one of the two. I don't want to see the Kings. Granted, the Kings play well enough. They'll be in there, but I mean, that's just a fan's that's perspective. Four, that's four oh sweet, bro. Yeah, come on. Even Memphis. Are the Kings games even televised? I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, no, nah, I like I like uh I like my Super Saiyan um De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. I like Buddy Hill, like Bogdanovich. Um I like what they're doing over there. I actually thought they were gonna make that leap to be the AFC from They should have been there like a year ago. Caught keep a stat. Yeah, they should have, but the way they get draft picks, though. The way they get draft picks, yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah, like I said, the Memphis has been the most consistent. Um, will they have? Will they strike any form of fear in the Lakers? No. And my thing is like, all right, from a pure ratings standpoint, 
it would make sense for the Pelicans to be the AFC. That would be fire. Yeah. Um, AD wants nothing to do with Zion. That's he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, for real. Uh, both of them don't want to see each other, to be honest. Yeah. But I think the Pelicans could win, you know, one or two games. That would be a little scary. But I think the best matchup, if they're fully healthy, fully healthy and happen to get the AC is Portland. Yeah. Um, because they wouldn't be a true number eight seed for real, for real. They've just been banged up the whole year as well, They too. just got a... Nurk's coming N- back Nurk's in a couple... Back. Yeah, I think he's coming back March the 15th, yeah. if memory serves me correct. Yeah, um, yeah March the 15th is going to be returning. So that might be too late. But I think the biggest threat to the Lakers, at least for getting them on their heels, uh, losing one or two games would probably be Portland. And then after that, I have the Pelicans. But if it's the Sacramento or my Spurs or the Suns, like, Lakers got them, bro. Yeah. They got them. How do we? They got them, bro. But, yeah, I mean, that pretty much concludes our talk. Update um, with uh, the Greek freak. So, when he was playing Friday, he had a nasty fall and – he banged up his knee, got an MRI scan today, and they revealed that he has a minor joint capsule sprain on his left knee. So he's going to miss the final two games of their road trip. I really wanted them to be the team that gets 70 wins, but I don't know if they're going to get 70 wins because now it's like, all right, we know you guys are the best team. Let's be healthy as possible going into the playoffs as well too. Uh, looking at their schedule for the road trip right now, they are about to play... Oh, they're actually playing the Suns right now. They should be able to handle them. Um, and I think after that, they are playing who they play next. So they have the Suns right now, and then they play Denver. So they, yeah. they and they're not, damn, their schedule's kind of tough. So they got, because we're saying he's missing the two, the road trips. So I'm assuming he flew back by himself back to Milwaukee. So we don't know how long this knee sprain is going to last. Yeah. So Phoenix right now who they may not be the best team, but they're very competitive. They're not going to – they're going to they're gonna go down to the wire. You got them. Then you got Denver, who really doesn't lose at home, one of the best home teams. Yeah. Then you got to go play Boston. Steph Curry came back. already has a spark. And then from there, you go back to Miami. Then you play Memphis. So it could be real interesting to see um, how they pan out. But they're a pretty good team uh, without, you know, Giannis being on the floor. So we'll There's see no that There's no worry in that, though. I mean, they're – Chilling. Yeah. yeah. They are chilling. They are chilling. But, I mean, aside from that, that's pretty much all the topics that I have, you know, for episode 74. Any any closing remarks you want to relay? Oh, man. Uh, shout out to everybody. Uh, be safe as the weather gets warmer, as, uh, you know, everything going around, everything in the media, whatever segments that might be. Um, but also live your life. The flights are cheap. Fly yourself out. Fly her out. Do your thing. And um, love you, girl. That's all I got. <laughs> Three L's for life. Live, laugh. Actually, four L's. Live, laugh, learn, love. Um, definitely, you know, take all those with you as well, too. And, uh, yeah, man, it's it's the weather's changing. Um, just try your best to stay sanitized. Yeah. Uh, I know you got some heat for us coming down to, down to stretch. You got, some, you got some stuff you better drop. You got anything coming up? Huh? You can't say? You can't say under, under wraps. Under wraps. You already know what's going on. Yeah, this dude, you know what I'm saying? What? And you yeah, made your girl want to pop. I'll be, LA, I'll be in LA in about two, three weeks. So Sheesh. For a week. I'm, Sheesh. I'm excited, man. If y'all yeah. have any recommendations of where to go, definitely let me know. I need to actually make a Google Doc or Excel spreadsheet 
and just visit some places um, aside from like some business stuff that I'm working on. But yeah. I'm pretty excited, man. Definitely excited. Is is that Zion's shoes? Yeah, Zion's shoes kind of kind of tough. I was looking at his shoes the other day. They're actually kind of tough. Like shoes Zion will wear, just sturdy yeah. as hell. <laughs> yeah, they look sturdy. But the thing about Jordans is, like, once you break them in, like, it's crazy how like well they perform. Like, mm-hmm. I had a pair of Jordans. I don't even know what Jordans they were, but they they felt they were hard at first, but then boom, like, they're, they're great shoes to wear. So, mm-hmm. side note, you know. But ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 74 of the season show. I hope you guys enjoyed our rants on everything as well, too. I'm so mad at everyone, I bet, um, with the Clippers-Lakers game. I'm not betting any more <laughs> games until the playoffs start. Got all my money on the Clippers, but the Lakers are looking very good right now. That would be fun. Um, so I won't be I won't be mad if, if, if LeBron wins another championship. I love that guy. But yeah. like I said, Kawhi or die. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure to follow us on all forms of social media, trade XXIV, Circus S I R S E E Z U S and the Caesar Show, obviously available on all major platforms. So do yourself a favor and go check that out and spread the love. Peace. Yeah.